it's been a very exciting and uh, somewhat overwhelming week. Uh, that announcement came out on uh, Tuesday, I think it was. And um, yeah, I've just been getting used to the magnitude of it since then, as uh, different people contact me uh, wanting to work together on this. So uh, yeah, it's been a, um, an amazing time. And I can just remember, you know, years ago, quite some years ago, when I was uh, 30, 37, something, something like that, um, I can remember just spending some time in prayer and God saying, the nations are going to come looking for you. And I thought, well, it doesn't sound like there's anything I have to do, so okay. And, um, and it was just like about three months after that, that uh, the senior pastor at the church I was in, he asked me if I would be the mission pastor at our church. So looking after all the, the, um, the work that that church did in Africa, in Asia, in India, um, and in various places in the world. And I thought, well, that's it. The nations did come looking for me. Uh, and I thought the funny thing was God has a sense of humour because at the time I didn't even have a passport. Like I had no desire to travel uh, and now I've lived in four different countries and um, yeah, and it's just an amazing journey what God can do when you just trust him. And I'm going to be talking, talking a little bit about that today and I'll share a little bit more of the story as we go on. But uh, this week we're doing a series uh, called Press Pause. Uh, and Reuben started it off last week talking about, you know, summer is often a time where we have a break, where we get to press pause. It's like a natural rhythm of the year where we get downtime uh, and hopefully sun and time on the beach like we all love here in Portugal. And, um, and God sets a different pace so that we can listen to his heart and reflect on our ways and change course and appreciate what really matters. And that's what we've been doing in this message series. And, and Reuben last week talked about the story of Eli um, and Samuel, uh, where Samuel heard God's voice for the first time and uh, didn't recognise it and had to learn how to listen to God's voice. So, um, yeah, so we talked about listening last week. But this week we want to talk about, like, another phase of this pause period in our lives. And it's time to reflect. So today we're talking about press, pause and reflect. Press, pause and reflect. Oftentimes when we stop, when we have summer times, it's time to reflect back on our life. It's time to look back and go, um, am I on track to where I want to be? What is God saying to me? We have all of these things and it's often in these times when we're quiet and we're listening to the soft, still voice that God speaks in that he changes our course or adjusts us or moves us forward or does something to move us forward. Um, he has a still, small voice and it's sometimes only when we're pausing that we get to hear it. You know, are you quieting your life enough to hear what God has to say to you? Now, God likes to work in seasons. Um, 
if, you've, if you read in Ecclesiastics, there's a, there's a famous uh, verse that's actually been turned into a song uh, by a band called The Birds in the 70s. It's called Turn, Turn, Turn. Uh, and you may recognise some of the lyrics when I read this verse out because they pretty much just sing the lyrics. It says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. I wonder what time you're in right now. Which one of those speaks to you? What time are you in? Because God tends to work in seasons. You know, we're used to the yearly seasons of of summer, autumn or fall, if you're from the US, uh, winter and then spring. We're we're, we're used to the seasons that's coming. I can remember uh, when I lived in Romania walking along the river with a friend and it was snow on the ground and uh, my friend was so happy and I said, what are you so happy about? She goes, I'm happy because summer is coming. I can trust in that, (laughs) that summer is coming. We know summer comes around every year. God works in seasons. And if you think about the whole Jewish calendar, they were very aware of the seasons. The Jewish community that Jesus grew up in uh, was uh, largely agricultural. So they were farmers. So they knew the seasons. They knew how to move from one thing to the next thing, and how the seasons worked. In fact, you think about in our Christian calendar, we've got a lot of seasons too. We've got Easter, then we've got Christmas, uh, there's Pentecost Sunday, there's Lent, there's all these different things in the Christian calendar that we celebrate. Just And they're like moments in time that help us to look back and reflect and go, am I on track? Am I in the right place? And it's times just to remind ourselves of what God's doing. But God often works in seasons too. Um, he, He does our life in seasons. And sometimes we go into different seasons in our life that we're not expecting. Um, and I love, I love this verse in Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty. It says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. The unforced rhythms of grace. I want to ask you today, are you walking in step with God? Are you walking in his path or are you running off on your own? Because there's something about the way God moves us and the way 
he moves our path and how he leads us. You know, we make our plans, but God orders our steps. If you think about Proverbs 16, 9, God orders our steps. He puts things in order, even when we don't necessarily have plans for it. He has unforced rhythms of grace for your life. He has seasons for your life that he is working. And sometimes we can look at our life and we can go, okay, I've got all these hopes and dreams. And God is the God of more than you can dream or imagine. If you think of Ephesians 3.21, he says, I am the God of more than you can dream or imagine. And I'm only learning this right now. He does do more than you can dream or imagine. Um, And sometimes, like, we've got these dreams and we're working so hard to get there. And we're like, but God, it's that way. I've got to go this way. And I've got to go this way. And I've got to go this way. But instead, God orchestrates things. So it's like, no, go this way. And you're like, but I'm going over there. And he goes, no, no, go this way. And I'm like, but the the direction's over there. That's what I want over there. And he's taking you over here instead. And in the end, you you come around to a place and it's like you end up on this mountain looking down at what you wanted because he had so much more for you. You could go your path, but if you put yourself in God's path, he will get you there. He can get you to the more than you can dream or imagine. Now, I'm someone that can dream and imagine a lot. So I almost challenge God with that sometimes. I'm like, come on, God, I can actually dream or imagine a lot and I'm not there yet. Like, my life isn't there yet. Like, there's things that you, that, like, I believe you want me to do that you've called me to and I'm not there yet. Like, there's still more to go. And um, one of my dreams was always, you know, to one day speak at the UN, like, that was, that was exciting and that was like the dream that I thought, okay, I'm walk, walking, working my whole life towards this to be able to speak at the UN, to be able to, to, to represent people uh, that have been trafficked, to be able to bring change to policy, to change the world. Like that's, that's what we want to do as Christians, isn't it? We want to change the world. God puts that dream in our heart. Um, and my way was to go to the, go to the UN and, um, and that's what I wanted to do. Um, and so, you know, all, all last year I've been uh, working with a team of advocates, learning all about how to, how to bring change in the EU because, you know, you just step up and then you go to the UN and everything. And, like, and it's like, well, God's like, no, that's not my way. Like, yes, I'm going to use that path that you've been working on. I'm going to use that preparation that you've been putting in and I'm going to use it but I've got surprises for you. And it's kind of like he said, okay, you've been working towards this. Yep, your heart's right. You want to stand for people. You want to bring change. And, you know, and I've been working hard at this and learning lots about this. And then God just all of a sudden one day someone calls and says, so you want to lead a World Freedom Network? And with that comes not only access to the UN, but like, regular access, like a permanent seat. I didn't even know there were permanent seats. (laughs) So that was way beyond that I could dream or imagine. So like I was dreaming to one day, one day go and speak at the UN. But instead now I've actually got access to constantly speak and work. And God is the God of more than you can dream or imagine. 
He wants to do more in you than you're even dreaming now. And I encourage you, dream big dreams. God wants to do amazing things in you. He wants to do amazing things through you and he can do it through your your dreams, those things that he's been placing in your heart, those things that he speaks to you in the quiet places. And that's why it's so important to pause and reflect because it's in those quiet places that he speaks to you, that he prepares you. All those years ago, the nations are going to come looking for you. And then that turned into being a mission pastor. Then that turned into being a missionary. Then that turned into living in the UK. Then that turned into living in Romania. Then that turned into living into Portugal. And then that turns into having an impact, potential impact, haven't done it yet, (laughs) on the world. But the opportunity is there. God is the God of more than you can dream or imagine. But are you letting him speak to you in the quiet places? Because that's where he speaks. Are you pausing long enough for him to speak into the things that you should be dreaming and imagining for your life? Because he will take you on a journey. It might not be mapped out the way that you thought it was. Because he can put shortcuts in. Like he's done with me. It's a shortcut and he's just made it go from, from this to this straight away. God can do that in your life too. God can bring change into your life. And he wants to do that through the season. So in this season of summer, pause and reflect. Ask yourself, what is God saying to me? What does he want to move me into? Because he has plans and purposes for your life. Sometimes... Jesus works things out of season. So there's the normal uh, routine of moving things along. Oh, okay, thanks. Um, It's the normal routine of moving things along. Seasons come, seasons go. There's summer, there's autumn, there's spring, there's winter. Um, There's all of these different ways that God moves. But sometimes he just does things out of season. Um, And if you think about... um, the the parable where Jesus curses a fig tree. Um, It it talks here, it says um, about Jesus on a journey with the disciples. It says, The next day they were leaving Bethany and Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. Because, you know, if a fig tree has leaf, it usually means it's got fruit. But when he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. So clearly Jesus had an expectation that this fig tree should be, should be bearing fruit, um, even though it was out of season. And sometimes God asks us to bear fruit out of season. He asks us to do something out of season. And it's like this, there's this season shift that goes on in your life. And it's not the, the summer, winter, spring kind of shift. It's like a prophetic shift of what God wants to do in your life, about how he wants to move you forward. It's a shift in his calling on your life. And he wants to move you forward and he wants to do something. But it can seem to you like it's all out of order. It's like this isn't what I, this isn't my plan. And we get so focused on our plan that I wanted to go over there that we sometimes don't allow God to move in our life. So 
So today I hope I can just give you some insight into the way God works. And if you're finding yourself in a season or a season shift where God is speaking to you, I want to talk to us in different ways about how God moves us and changes us and moves us forward. And I hope it helps you to feel like you're not alone. I hope it helps you to feel like you're not going crazy. I hope it helps you to feel like that God is actually doing something with you because he works all things together for good for those that love him. He wants to use your life and move you forward. So we have different times in seasons and there's, there's, different, um, there's different, different kinds of seasons that God takes us through. Sometimes it's a season, it's a time to let something go because God's saying, you don't need that in your life anymore because I've got something better for you. But, you know, that's a time of acceptance, isn't it? It's a time of accepting, okay, but I like that in my life. And God's like, no, you need to leave that behind because it's not going to take you to where you need to go next. So you need to be able to leave something behind. And I always find, you know, seasons aren't immediate. Seasons take time. And there's a lot of shifting that goes on in a season change. It's kind of like there's two seasons going on at once. Like if you think about when, um, when um, winter turns into spring, you know, in the change of seasons, there's some sunny days, there's some rainy days. It's kind of like they're both happening at once. And when God takes you into a new season, it's kind of like there's overlap between the old season and the new season. And... Uh, and the tension of that overlap can be hard and there can be struggle in that. So sometimes it's time to let something go. Other times it's time to heal. Sometimes God just takes you out and presses pause and says, let's deal with this in your life. Let's work through those hurts because God wants you to be whole. You know, he just doesn't want you in heaven. He wants you in heaven, but he also wants you to be whole on earth. And he's not going to settle for less. So sometimes in a season of pause, he speaks healing into your life. And he wants to um, put his fingerprints on your heart and just move you forward. Other times is to believe God for more. That's the season you're in. Like it's a season of growing closer to God. It's a season of um, stretching and growing. And maybe you don't even know what it's for, but you know it's getting you closer to God. And um, this can be a time to believe for more. These are just examples of changes in seasons that can go on in your life that God works in in that pause. Another time, another time can be to be pregnant for his cause. Um, you know, babies aren't made um, overnight. They take nine months to develop. And sometimes when God gives you a dream in your heart, it takes time to develop. I kind of call it being pregnant with calling. Has God put something in your heart that he's birthing in you? that he's developing in you, that he's whispering to you because he doesn't do it from the mountaintops. He does that in that still, small 
voice. He speaks to you in the quiet places. He speaks to you in the hidden things as you search out his word, as you dig into it, as you draw closer to God. God speaks to you in those places. And sometimes he puts you in this place where you're pregnant with his cause. It's a time of preparation. It's a time of moving forward. But change of season can be difficult. It can be difficult. And God understands that we need time to process. He understands that we're human beings and, you know, generally we like change that we instigate, but change that is instigated upon us, we don't like. How many people were like, no, in the first set of lockdowns? How many people were like, no, I'm not going to wear a mask? Like, how many people did you fight against those things? Because it was a change that was put upon you. It wasn't something you chose. Uh, and I know we've come from a very, very confusing last, um, how many months is it now? 15 months of lockdowns where there's been change enforced upon us. And it's been a really different season for us. But it can be a but we can still thrive in that season, and we can God can still work in that season, and God understands that we are human and that we need time to adjust. Um, you know, God. You know, if I'm over here and I'm saying, God, I want to go that way. I want to go over there to that, and He's saying, No, go this way. This is the way I wanted you to go. Well, at that point, there's a bit of an adjustment to go on. Like I need to shift my vision from that to that. And that takes a while. That takes a bit of praying. That takes a bit of sensing God's calling in your life. That takes a bit of uh, reading the word and letting it speak to you and convince you. It takes time to get wisdom from other people around you and go, I think this is what God is saying. Be saying this now. What do you think? You know, it takes time to move through those phases, uh, and God understands that, and that's why he gives us seasons. But a season of change can be a confusing time. It's like this tightrope that you're walking, where you're going, okay, is this right? Is this the right step? Because it's a step of faith moving towards something new. If you think about seasons in agriculture, even the soil gets dug up. Sometimes times of season, even though it's pressing pause and resting, God can still be digging stuff up in you. And that can be uncomfortable sometimes, but he's doing it for your good. Don't despise his correction because he's moving you towards something. He has a plan for your life and he's moving for you, you towards it. You know, soil also has time to rest. If you think about the whole farming calendar, there's time to rest, there's time to plant, there's time for things growing. And I really feel like this pause time is where there's a lot of stuff going on under the ground. But you, you can feel it, you can see things moving, but no one else can. just looks like life, life is normal to everyone else, but you know God is doing something in you. He's shifting the seasons. He's changing things. He's moving them. You know, it's a time where it's a time to change our mindsets and worldviews. Um, um, if you think about um, moving forward, like if I've got to change my worldview, when I went through this period, 
maybe two years ago or last year where I was really digging into the world and understanding what the kingdom of God was. Some of you have heard me speak about it. came out of this like wrestle with God's world, word of understanding how he thinks about the world and like things like trafficking and sin and like Black Lives Matters and all these injustices that we're seeing in the world. And I'm like, well, God, how can you sit here and see that and not do anything? And then he showed me through his word, no, I am doing something. That's what the kingdom of God is all about, is it's a world without those things. And we're working towards it. And then I understood that, well, actually, God works in the here and now. And there's this thing called uh, the now and the not yet. And it's kind of like two seasons at once. Heaven is here, but it's also not here yet. And, like, that's why some of these things still exist, even though Jesus has victory on the earth, but he's using us to change the world. He's using us to move things. And that was a really important mindset for me to get that I need for this new role that I'm going into moving forward. I need to be able to talk about those things and understand them and have my theology right in my head about it. Uh, so sometimes God just uses these things. And sometimes it's just about purifying you and moving you on and going, you know, actually, that was okay in your life. Uh, and there's, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's not going to get you to where I want you to go. I want you to take steps here. And that, that thing that's been good in your life, you can leave that here now. But that can be a struggle for us. And it's kind of like as we move towards God, as we move towards the Lord, every other Lord, every other thing that feels like it owns us in our life starts screaming and starts crying out and starts going, no, I can't move forward. Um, I think I've got a, um, a slide about that, Josh. Um, yeah, there we go. So, yeah, as, as you're moving towards the Lord, every lowercase Lord in your life starts crying out. Everything that's owning you, maybe it's your love of money, maybe it's your love of, um, of a pastime like Netflix binging, but let Netflix binging, um, maybe that's not going to get you to where God wants you to go because he needs to use that time for something else. There's nothing inherently wrong with watching Netflix, but it's just like, it's just not going to get you to where you're going to go. So it's kind of like everything is going to get you closer to God and is in your life. You sort of have to start giving up some things to move forward. And in this season of change, it's like changing those things and moving them forward. So I want to ask you, what are some of the lords in your life that, that own you, that maybe you didn't think owned you? But now you're starting to see that maybe they're lowercase lords. And as you move towards the Lord, do you need to let them go? Um, now, this letting go of seasons, in seasons is hard. I remember the time when I uh, left my church. So I, I used to be a pastor in a large church in Melbourne. And I started sensing the call to be a missionary. And, you know, it was, it was really cool. Like, it was exciting to think about being a missionary. But what I, didn't, what I didn't factor in was that there was also a death going on at the same time. Because, you know, I loved the church I was in. I loved serving there. Every day that I served there, I thought, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And it was kind of like to take hold of the new thing 
I actually had to let go of the current thing. I had to let go of that role. And it was kind of like as I was stepping towards that, I didn't realise that I was grieving for that. But there's something in the change of seasons where it's kind of like there's excitement on this side, but there's also grief on this side because you're moving from this to this. You're moving from one thing to the other. And it's kind of like you get caught in this stretch. It's like, I want this, but I want this, and I want this, and I want this. And you get caught in this stretch. And doesn't that position remind you of someone? Doesn't that stretch remind you of Jesus on the cross as he was in between in this place of death to have new life? And that's what seasons do. They move us from death to life. But it takes a cross. It takes a stretch. And I want to ask you, are you willing to, in this pause time, reflect and let God do the work in you necessary enough for you to make the stretch? Because God wants to move you from one side to the other. I found when I, was, when I was leaving my church, you know, it was really hard because I'd loved the church, I'd worked there, put all my time and energy into it and I didn't, didn't really want to go but I was called to go somewhere else that I was equally as excited to do but, but, it, but it was sad here and you'd hear the team making plans about things that I wasn't going to be around for, you'd hear the team and it all sounded so exciting but sometimes you have to embrace the death and let things go. And sometimes in a change of season, there is a grief that goes on. It's mourning what was and moving forward. And any, pretty much everyone in here has left another country to be here. You know all about what it's like to leave one country behind and take on a new country. You know, there's a grief, but there's also an excitement. And that's what God does in this change. You know, it's letting go of something in order to take hold of something else. Another thing that we do in this change of season is we start to weigh up the cost. It's like if God is asking us to do something, if we're sensing that soft, still voice saying, move forward, go over here, if the Bible's challenging us about a particular area, you know, we have to weigh up the cost. We have to think about, do we really want to do it? Are we going to commit? Um, and God asks us, I don't think he demands us to do things. That, that He wants us to be obedient, but he never makes us do things. We always have free will in, in the choices. And it's in this pause time that we really weigh up the cost. Am I going to do this? So yes, it's going to cost me something. So when I'm thinking about this new role, it's going to cost me something because I'm going to have to work very differently now because I'm going to have to spread myself across different, different places and different times. I'm going to have to learn different cultures. I'm going to have to, to work very differently. So there's a cost. There's a cost to weigh up. I know when I was thinking about becoming a missionary, there was the cost of leaving my family behind. There was the cost of selling all my possessions. And there was the cost of coming to somewhere new where I didn't really know how it was going to work or if it was going to work. But 
There is a cost. And God gives us this pause time to weigh up the cost, to make sure that we're okay with it. Because I don't think we ever want to go back to, like later on, be going back and pointing at God and going, but I told you so, you made me do this and I didn't want to. That's not how God works. He's over here in this point in time going, will you do it? Will you weigh up the cost? And then we get to commit to it and we get to move forward. So when we're over here, we can go, okay, God, you called me, but it was also my decision. I accepted you. We're in this together because God co-labors with us and he moves us forward. So, you know, if we look in um, the cost, I'm just going to skip through some of my verses. So I want to talk about Jesus and when he's in Gethsemane and uh, he talks about, you can see him praying through, am I going to take up the cost of this resurrection Am I really going to give up my life for this world that I love? And you can see that, um, and we describe it in uh, Matthew 26, uh, where we see Jesus. I'm I'm not going to go through the story in detail, but you can see Jesus. He's there with his disciples. There's already been the Last Supper. Jesus has already been prophesying and trying to explain to the disciples about what's going to happen. And, of course, they don't understand. And he is overwhelmed uh, and began to be really sorrowful and troubled. In fact, he actually at this time sweated blood. He was so stressed because this wasn't an easy thing for Jesus to do. And, um, and he had to do the wrestle as well and decide, yep, I'm going to do this. Uh, so he, um, you know, in those times, you just want to take time out and pray. And that's what Jesus did. He said, disciples, you stay there. I'm going to come over here and I'm going to pray. Uh, and he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. And then it says, and going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you you will. Sometimes when we're weighing up the cost in this place over here, when God's showing us something and we wanted to go that way and now God's saying go that way and he's shifting the season in our life. You know, we need to weigh up the cost and sometimes we have to go, God, really, is this what you want me to do? Is there an, isn't there another way? And we kind of wrestle it out. And um, Jesus did this, did this again. Like then he went back to his disciples and they were sleeping and he was disappointed in them. He's like, couldn't you even stay up for one hour? Uh, and he says, watch and pray. And then he went and prayed a second time back over here. And he says, Father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, May your will be done. Can you see the shift? In the first one, it was like, if it is possible, can we change the plan? If it is possible. But then then he starts accepting it. There's something in that prayer time with that still small voice that's changed him. And he says, Father, now it's like, if it's not possible, okay. I'm going to do it. And the whole way along, he's like, not my will, but your will. I actually want to do your will. But you could be standing in this point here and you can be going, I want to go over there. God wants me to go over there. And you're going, but God, isn't it possible to go over there? 
And God's going, no, go there. And, but you still got that heart attitude of not my will but yours. And God wants to move you forward. He wants to move you. And then, then you see Jesus again. He came back again and found them sleeping. And then uh, he went away and, and prayed a third time, still praying it through. So it took Jesus, who is God, three times to accept the challenge to, um, to die for people. And I think God allows us, to have time to wrestle it out, to work it out, to accept the change that God wants to bring in our life. But then, once he'd, he'd got there, he went back to the disciples and now he's like, okay, we're doing this. And he goes back to his disciples and says, look, the hour has come. The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. And then he goes, rise, let us go. Here comes the betrayer. So he's like, yep, we're doing this. We're doing this. I want to ask you today, where are you at in your journey? What is God speaking to you about? Where is the struggle for you? Is the struggle just to listen to God, to spend time, to take time out and let him speak into your life? Is that the struggle for you? If that's the case, I encourage you to let his soft, still voice to you. Get yourself into a place where God can speak to you. Uh, For me, it's with the Bible and with my journal and just speaking and writing down all my thoughts. I get them all out and then, then I get to a place where God can speak to me once I've sort of got rid of all the junk in my head. And that's important for me. But you'll have your own way. Maybe it's worshipping God is what um, gets you to a place where you can hear that soft, still voice. Maybe it's going away and being in nature. Whatever it is, I encourage you to do it. Go and be where that soft, still voice speaks to you and let him speak into the seasons of change. If I can have the worship team up, please. Maybe God's speaking to you about accepting changes that he's brought into your life. Maybe he's speaking to you about healing. Maybe he's speaking to you about growing closer to him. Maybe he's speaking to you about preparation for something he's birthing in you. Can I encourage you? Let his soft, still voice speak to you. And can I encourage you to embrace the tension of the cross? Embrace that place between death and life. And spend time in the stretch of the cross, where it's kind of like living like this, and spend time wrestling it out with God, but always have that thought, not my will but yours, and to see what he does, see what he does in your life. He probably has a reason for the stretch. He probably has a reason for not that way, but this way, because he sees the big picture Like in my life, he saw the big picture of, okay, you know, um, being a pastor in a church and having a dream with no passport to change the world and then he's like, I'm going to give you the nations. But he had a way of doing it which is far more amazing than what I could ever planned out. And I feel like God in his purposes, he doesn't want to do things the normal way. Because then you'll spend time thinking it was you that did it. 
Like I can look at this and going, it's not me that did this. This is definitely God because there's no way I could have orchestrated that. So God is amazing. He is the God that can do more than you can dream or imagine. But he does it in the pause. He does it with his soft, still voice speaking to you in the quiet places. So why don't you, um, you stand up right now and um, why don't we just reach our hands out to God and uh, wherever you are, whatever you need to do, reach out to God however he speaks to you because he wants to move you in this season, you know, in this pause, reflect what is he doing, search for what he's saying to you and move towards it. Because God embraces you in this stretch. Amen.